your nipples founded a personal brand that turned into <laughs> branding expertise. It's yeah. a tale as old as time. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, uh, it's not the most admirable story ever, but that's well, the honest truth. Marketing's a dirty game. I haven't talked a lot of marketing stuff, and I recently ran across an up-and-comer in the marketing game in Omaha, Council Bluffs, the metro area. He's co-owner, content, and brand director for Dare to Surpass, Drew Intrieri. Drew, welcome to Omapod. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited. First podcast ever for me. Yes. We love to do that. That's an exciting well, thing to it. have. Yeah. You did it with consent. Exactly. The form has been signed, so there's no turning back now. I'm in the clear <laughs> and free and whatever happens. But one of the I things that struck me in your site, and you can check out Drew at daretosurpass.com, but this started on door-to-door pitches, essentially. Can you tell us a little bit about business-to-business, on-the-spot pitches? Yeah. Tell us about so, the very beginning. Yeah, I was a top salesman for a pretty big company here in the local area, sold home audio, was very successful at it. And I was told by my boss in my sector, he said, hey, you got a 60% on your audio test and we can't have you on the sales floor until you get that up. And I was like, I'm number one in sales though, because I sell experience. I don't sell the actual technical no one cares it's like hey does this sound good do you like this and imagine a movie on this or superman like really selling the experience and hey yeah it's got to be a 75 percent before you can get commission again otherwise i'll just hold your checks what are you going to do and i'm like i have no idea but i'm not going to work here and so i went home started a business right then and there on a piece of paper and called it is advertising which hopefully I can talk about this. Turns out his advertising was owned and trademarked by Apple. Wow. So I was well, like, oh, okay, that's not a good start to business. I'm um, assuming they I, have pretty good lawyers probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm like, it's just not worth it. I'm broke. I'm a nobody. Like I just am trying to get started here. And so I just hit door to door. We came up with is marketing and we're like, aha, which I later found out marketing is the worst name to have in a marketing agency because yeah. you get hung up on right away. So that's a tough I SEO hitting- play. Yeah. And also they're like, oh, another marketer. I don't want to talk to him. Dare to surpass more has a call to it. But I just start hitting businesses door to door, get told no hundreds of times until one bird store gave me my first chance ever. And uh, I will never forget them. They're great people. They're the whole reason I'm even here today, because without that first yes, I would have never got the next one. So I'm very thankful. But it also taught me how to talk to people on the spot and how to interrupt people's days without interrupting their day. And I think that is a skill that all people should have because it makes you more confident with social and makes you a more confident person. You just feel like you're never bothering anyone. You're adding to the experience. Yeah, it's just selling experience is the whole reason I started going door to door and you get told no a million times or good old occasional get out of here and then you start getting calls. How do you interrupt someone's day without interrupting their day? All right. So actually I'll give this one for free. I'll give this one for free. So one of my favorite ones I found good success in is I iPads. Like when you walk in with an iPad, they're like, okay, he's here to set up a meeting or something. That's the worst thing to do. Put the iPad in your car and put in your notes afterwards. No one cares. What I would do is I'd go in and I'd have my polo on. They know it's a business, but I wanted to look more official. 
And then I would say, hey, look, I have no watches for sale. I would open up my jacket and see no watches. <laughs> not here to sell you anything. Yeah. I'm just here for a conversation with the owner. Nor and am I going to steal really your well. watch. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Throw that on in there too. But that one works very well. But I have a few others. But that was like my first one I found. And I'm like, okay, I got to laugh. And then I got a business card for the contact to get a hold of. So it right. was a really good one. And then can you tell right away if you have a shot at all or when you got the bird store, did you think something was different? Did you try something different or was it just totally a numbers game? Dude, I will say I when I noticed it was progressing and they were talking like, hey, let's see the contract. And I started shaking. I was terrified, actually. It was I almost got off to being told no because I was just so used yeah. to it. I was actually trembling, which is so embarrassing to say and probably totally backwards from what I was talking about with the confident and all that. But it's They're like, it do was, you uh, need a deep breath or a Kleenex or something? Yeah, uh, uh, it was bad, dude. I'm like, okay, now they're feeling the nervousness and now they're nervous well, to sure. sign. And I'm just thinking, just sign. I need a little bit of money to survive. I'm down to nothing. It was a huge moment. No, you didn't really know until they asked for the contract. I'm like, that's a first. I've never heard, hey, can I get a contract or see some <laughs> like write-ups, a proposal? I'm like, oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's the next step. Yeah, I got that. And then it, so, yeah. it grew from there. What kind of confidence when that gave you that? Did that help you just get back on it? Or was it devoting all the energy into that client at first? Or how did you handle the first bit of success? I was just talking about this story. I instantly was there way more than I should be. I was there like twice a week, just making sure that I'm doing everything value, value. What can I provide them? Know that I'm trying here. I really didn't know how to run social media that well. I have a successful social media background for personal, but never for a business. So that was a big thing. And how did that get into the next couple of clients? And what did this you learn? What I was say, Tony, you're freaking good. My mentor always said, when it's hot, it's hot. So you don't stop that day, you go longer. And I was like, oh my gosh, okay, wait, I'm in the hot streak. Like, this is it. Like, this yep. is, okay, I got to go. And he also has always told me, you can't fake swag. People can feel your swag, your nervousness, your confidence. Is it cocky? Does it seem like you actually know what you're talking about? Is it smooth? And so I instantly felt like a business person at that moment. It, <laughs> totally changed me from then on that one yes i really can't put it in words what it did to my swag when you were figuring out the social media like what surprised you going from we can get in later into some of your successful personal stuff but what was the key to you getting on your game as far as managing social media for business clients so learn a lot of trial and error and like as fast as I could. That's why I was there a lot. Cause yeah. I'm like, okay, that didn't work. I'm there the next day to shoot different type of content and just trying and trying. What I really found out is having a business be a person is the most successful way for a business to thrive. When we can show personality through marketing strategy and being raw and genuine rather than corporate or franchise, that is how you feel small, but look big. Yeah. And that's the key. That's a great point. When you're connecting with CEOs, owners, co-owners, maybe business groups, 
are they responding to the energy that you're bringing? Are you working to draw it out of them? Or is it just different on a case by case? What's your initial allowing them to let you bring the personal side out? How do you deal with that? Yeah, so one thing I do get a lot, honestly, it's almost my motto now, is that I'm unapologetically optimistic and passionate. So people will feel that from me and I pull that out of them a little bit more. Say they're someone that's not extroverted as much. You can really see that they will step up and get that swag for the minute. Like I almost rub off on people and there's no middle of the line you just deal with me you either love me or you hate me like i have no in-between interactions ever so i find out real quick with how that person is feeling based on the personality i'm interjecting i'll give an example i walked into a nutrition store to sell on the spot and and i came in and she was real laid back and i didn't know what i was walking into (laughs) it was just a small little nutrition store and she literally said whoa dude stop and i'm like whoa this is a first (laughs) my business partner was there with me because we were real small hitting them together and which i also found out one person always two people they already are shaking their head no to look really easier to have one person that's like psychological i'm telling you i don't know why but it is that feel uncomfortable Um, being outnumbered perhaps just yeah i don't know it's just like the like natural looking back and forth you're already shaking your head no so it's just like the easiest thing to do huh um interesting weird yeah no i could see that so with this woman, she tells me to stop, like shout, stop. And I'm like, whoa, okay. And then she's, what are you on? What is this? What are you trying to do? And she's like frantic. And my business partner, he is the total opposite of me. He's, we're yin and yang. And then he's, hey, so uh, apologize for that. We're just excited to be here. Drew's just sometimes a little more excited. But with what we're trying to do and just went in and calmed her down with bringing her down and like into that calming state again. And I don't really have calm, dude. So that's like the people I do miss out on. And again, they either love or hate me. And it's, you've got to almost accept me because I'm so out there. It's hard not to. What's the person you turned around? Someone you brought on as a client that maybe you don't have to say who it was, but at first you were like, this person can't stand me, but it came around or is it always that first impression thing we hear about? I would say this, if they do come around, it's, He cares and he is giving it his all and they accept and give credit there, but it's still, I can't stand to be around him longer than just hearing what he's doing for the business. Yeah. So I guess I don't really get them to come around more than like, they just accept that who I am and that I am doing a good job and their numbers are going up and they're happy, but they're never like, Oh dude, we're best friends now. I love this guy. It's like, I can't really stand him, but business wise, I love him. So it's still that love-hate, but business-wise. And you always got to keep personal and business separate. So it's totally understandable. But it's hard for me to sound almost serious. And people say I sound like a salesman all the time. But that's just my voice. I was thinking when you don't like what a client's doing, are you direct about what they should change? Or is it just selling you and then moving on to your strategy, your idea? Or is it a mix of all that? So that's where I'd go back to the unapologetically optimistic. Like I am unapologetic for what I say as well, which can be 
damning but also can be good i voice my opinion always but everyone's got an opinion tony you got an opinion i do so it's like you you just voice it they don't gotta take it but i'm not someone to hold back and not say exactly what i'm thinking i hear this all the time like people just know already what i'm thinking if i'm not agreeing with it i'm pretty easy to read so right it's not really hard to figure me out you're not a puzzle <laughs> for sure and then when you look ahead to the next couple of years, what are your mid to longer term goals for the business and personally and as far as clients? What do you see in the landscape here in, in the region that you're excited to tackle and change? I'm just shocked a high school dropout like myself is even here today. I uh, can't envision really anything more. As far as business, I mean, we already work with everything nationwide. I guess a European company would be cool. Perhaps uh, Italian. Yeah, that would be kind of cool. Drew I has just... Italian roots, everybody. If you couldn't hear it yes. through the microphone. <laughs> I was born in Calabria, Italy. I'm Calabrese. There you go. Tell us a little bit about before you got into the business. We heard about your great salesman, too, but I know you have had some success on socials. And so that's embarrassing, but I'm an open book. I ain't got nothing to hide. You can find it if you really look. When I was in middle school, Tumblr was big. Tumblr was huge. That was like the social media. And I was what you call a Tumblr boy, which is like take shirtless photos. I worked out way more than I should. It was really about like that consensual attraction, intimacy, <laughs> as in a male showing his nipples. Every woman loves that, right, Tony? I mean, that's, that's usually how I start. I've heard. So I did that and I had 250,000 followers, which is nowadays probably like millions. That's 40 million on TikTok these days. Yeah. Y yeah. No kidding. So I built that up and then my parents were like you what are you doing like we're seeing this now like it's everywhere like people are talking about it in the city and i was in a small town trainer iowa and so it went really fast around and i was more embarrassed i'm like man i don't want to be this person i'm not proud of it the tension and i thought of turning it into like a merch brand someday it's yeah that was a whole ordeal and then once i realized i just wanted i i like running social medias but i don't want to be the person that's focused on it i like people that are more passionate about being on social media which businesses are so it all came full circle but i went pretty viral on tiktok and i was saying just raunchy stuff i didn't want to affect my business in the future i would uh, say so yeah. that's when i stepped back and again had to think perspective wise five years from now is this really something i'm going to want to capitalize on and the answer was just no but i learned a lot about the algorithms and how to work them and so i became obsessed with that and i was like you know what i could be a promoter for other businesses so here we are today yeah I'm still doing it it's six years Six years now. Yeah, six years later. But when the Tumblr thing was going, I'm sure when you started it, you weren't thinking through all the ramifications. But at the point it was starting to take off, were you like, what happens when my parents find out? Or what was it like the first time they confronted you about that? Dude, it felt like an intervention. Yeah. I'm like, like I was doing like harsh drugs or something. I'm like... <laughs> So it was just more of an embarrassment to my family, which as Italians, we don't want to embarrass our family. No. It's like number one. I really took it to heart. And what's more addicting than that is dopamine. And that's what's released when you get all that interaction from outside. And it's, man, I'm uh, accepted. I'm wanted in this world. And like, as humans, we really want that. So that was the most addictive drug ever. And I was hooked on dopamine release. The algorithm's good at doing that. That's what it's on. TikTok is super good at doing yeah. that. So you get hooked. 
No, I appreciate your candor. Now you're getting that same dopamine when a client's got a campaign that's taking off or a design that you guys have done that's really popping, I'm sure. But it's all oh, it's related. even better. Yeah. Even better. Exactly. I mean, then you're getting more praise from people in person rather than random people you're never going to meet. It's just more meaningful. So yeah, definitely a great point, Tony. It is way more powerful now and way more addicting. That's why I'm still here. Drew Entrieri, daretosurpass.com. Awesome having you on. Really appreciate it. <laughs>